Welcome to the Mama Bear Cave hosted by yours truly, Patricia Benga. I know I've been MIA for quite a while, but it's because of something that caused my world to shatter. I've just now started to pick up the broken pieces and create something new within myself. These next three episodes will be a bit different from the rest, and you'll see why. Dear Dad, April 7th, 2023 was the day my world got shaken up. You took your last breath. I thought I would be kicking and screaming or yelling at the top of my lungs, but I didn't. Instead, I froze. My parents had a toxic and abusive relationship from all the wounds they did not heal from. Those wounds bled into their marriage and onto their children, my sister and I, which led me to being comforted by danger and repulsive to safety. He, of course, had many flaws of his own, and for the longest, I resented him. I resented him and was fixated on all the things that he didn't do or all the things that he didn't say. It wasn't until December 3rd, 2022, where he and I had a conversation where we forgave each other for all the things that we've said or done that caused pain. I'm grateful to have that moment with him because it gave me the opportunity to express to him that I was tired of being so angry at him. But I also needed to be hurt. I was told that we could only give what we have. So how could my dad share freedom with me when all he knew was bondage? I just wish I could have learned that years ago so I wouldn't have spent so many years with anger towards him. That anger had me keep him at a distance. I've done a lot in my life that has made him proud. Going to college, graduating, and landing a job with my degree. But to be honest, I never felt that I was college worthy to begin with. Yet, he pushed me to go anyways. Once I got to Texas A&M, I still wanted to quit. But he wouldn't let me. When my grandmother's health was declining... I remember he and I standing in the hospital parking lot, just talking. And it broke me to tears with his words of encouragement for me to find myself, my purpose, and to keep getting up no matter how many times I've been knocked down. There's been many times we've shared laughs, tears, and silly jokes. I remember him being at every basketball game, no matter how bad we got blown out. Every volleyball game, even when I didn't get much playtime, every dance competition, and even my rugby matches. He was my number one supporter, my biggest cheerleader, and the one in my corner. 
the crappiest part for me is that I never really got to hug my dad as tight as I wanted to. I never got the chance to really talk and get to know my dad past the mask he would put on every day. I never got to experience what my dad loved. I didn't get to have moments where it was just the two of us because I was so consumed by all the times that he didn't protect me. All the times his actions showed me that he didn't love me. All the times his silence hurt our father-daughter relationship. When I chose to forgive him, I was excited because I felt I was going to be free from this need to be in survival mode and finally strengthen our relationship. But not too long after the moment we forgave each other, his health drastically declined. He lost so much weight, so much energy, just so much of his self. He was hardly recognizable, but he still had his voice. And we all know his laugh could fill a room with joy almost instantaneously. His voice projected with confidence and presence. Then he had a stroke. And that's when he lost his ability to speak. And right in front of me, His story was yet again being written for him by authors that was not him. I had an aunt, Josie, who had the audacity to tell me if you cared about your dad, you would be here at the hospital at eight in the morning every day. And I remember getting up and ready to rip her to pieces because the thing with people like her is that they are so quick to take whatever lie my mom puts out there and create this image of me that is not at all who I am. They don't see me barely having the energy to get out of bed from all the sleepless nights I had, wondering when it will be my dad's time, or the tears that fell because I had to fight with the realization that my dad is dying and will be gone soon. I couldn't function like it was your average Tuesday. I was depressed. I had to pick myself up daily with the thought of losing my dad at any moment now, lingering in the back of my head. Josie was only around my dad because of my mom. My mom has no one else to go to, but to those who she feels is under her control. My dad's own family was banned from seeing him. I had told them which hospital my dad was at, and all they wanted to do was pray with him. What happened? They had to pray outside the hospital room when my dad was living. And then they were banned from the viewing and funeral service. The only family that was there was from my mom's side. I'll let that information speak for itself. Chaos and control. That's the kind of life my family lived because that's all they knew. And this acknowledgement 
is not to excuse any of it. It's just brought me to a higher understanding of my family's dynamic. My mom and dad needed every ounce of control because internally, that's what they both knew they did not have and failed to accept that. As a result, that wound was passed down to my sister and I. So we have generational trauma to heal from now. So my dad was not a perfect man, nor a perfect father, but he was the best he could be. He showed up when he could, he apologized when he could, and made the changes where necessary. He provided for us. He tried to be there for me emotionally as much as he could. He loved me in the way that he knew and tried to love me in the way that was right. I loved my dad. I don't play about my dad. I lost a huge part of myself and I'm forever going to miss him. There will always be a spot in my life that could never be filled by anyone else. And the hardest pill for me to swallow is that no matter what I could have researched, said, or did, it was never my job to save him. My only job as a daughter was to love him through it all. I'm still battling these paralyzing thoughts that I'm not enough, that I'll never succeed, that I'll never be a great mom, or that I'll never become who I'm supposed to be. But with these thoughts, I fight back with words from my dad, which is that I got this. My father was a well-known and widely loved man. He was known for his goofy personality and caring heart. My hip hop head, my first dance partner, my brownie maker, my swimming buddy, my protector, my dad. Our safe space, our family's rock. We love you, dad. And for you, I won't give up. I'll be all that you could have been for me, for your grandchildren. I love you, Dad. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, I was just calling to see how you were doing and uh, finding out about cooking out. You see the yay or nay. Uh, just trying to find out before your mom goes and buys it. Either give me a call or a text or call or text your mom. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Love you. Girl, you better answer this phone. Girl, you know my name and number. I'm about to get this mess warm up. You want to go out to eat some coffee? All right. Remember. Hey, give me a call. I'm trying to find out where you're at. That way we can get you these tickets because we're leaving around 5, 530. That way we can get in there early. All right. Give me a call so we can get this message. All right. Bye.
Love it. Uh, we're calling to invite you to uh, Texas Roadhouse. We're here at Roadhouse right now. Uh, give us a call as soon as you get this message. Hey, Tristan. Hey, I'm here. Just is here to help me check that battery. Hopefully you get this message. All right. I'm back. Love it. 